Kenny. And me, the freshly haircut of Pete Smith. And my hair's just been done as well, and I'm wearing the same dress that I've worn, I think, the last two podcasts. So, yet again, bringing into challenge whether I have more than a couple of outfits in my entire wardrobe. Yeah, and everybody probably thinking that all I wear is Adidas. You've Which had a bear, no, true. You've, you've had lots of, lots of shirts. Yeah, I have, I know. It's just I've only got one short sleeve, and it's... I genuinely have been wearing the same dress. I can't get away with it. It's not like a dress that looks a bit like the other dress that I wore last week and the week before. It's a really good dress. I just wanted a disclaimer out there because I don't want people thinking (laughs) that I literally live in the same clothes all the time. She doesn't. I don't have a lot of summer dresses and it's really hot. And this is kind of open because it's a wraparound. If you're watching this, if you're watching this from no, sorry, if you're listening to this on a podcast, you're not going to be able to understand. It's a wraparound, so it's kind of got a lot of aerated areas of it. So it's really nice if you're not. If you're not watching any listeners, as Emma says, it's, it's really not good nice. in a breeze. It's not good in a breeze. No, it's not good in a breeze. And yesterday, not yesterday, the other day, I was sat with Ties in a cafe, new and Evan, and I realised it had come completely undone and my bra was showing. So, yes. that was a little bit disturbing. It was disturbing. Both for me and all people noting it. Except me, yeah. So, uh, excellent. You're so, <laughs> you're so weird. I know. So weird. But yes, it is. Absolutely boiling. Oh, it's so hot. I mean, I am literally sitting here. The doors are open, as usual, and you can hear the little pups in the background barking away. But I have this layer of what sweat. I can describe as dead skin and sweat all over me, yeah, because it's just like, whoa. I know. It's like 500 degrees Celsius centigrade Fahrenheit. It is so hot at the moment. Yeah. I've been filming a new series. And what is that series? Judge Rinder's Crime Stories, Series 3. So I've done series one and I've done series two. And then they asked me back for series three. And I'm one of those people who likes to remain humble. And I don't really ever like to be competitive with people to a lot of degrees. But when they told me that I was the only person from my field doing the entire series and I was doing all the cases, I did a bit of a dance in my head. Yeah. And I just went, oh, right, okay. And really I was going, get in, get in. It's just, it's really nice to be like, you know. Cheap. Well, and also trusted to do, like, you know... These. Cheap, and I can fit a lot of cases into one day. You are good, though. We did 18 cases in one day. Fortunately, I'd taken four different types of outfit to change into, so it does look, unlike today, it does look that occasionally I wear a different dress. I mean, I would, if I, I asked to do something like that, I'd just sit there and stumble through. Just, do you know just, what's really bad, though? Go on, what? That when they asked me to go and put my next outfit on, I came in in a pink outfit, and you went... Oh, I'm so glad you've worn a pink dress. You wore a pink dress last time, and I thought, it is the pink dress. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty much the same outfit which that I wore pink dress? last I think, time. I think I know which one it is, yeah. It's the lacy one. They're all lacy ones, because I bought loads of them. Do you remember, there was a point where I went into town, and for whatever reason, they were selling loads of Oasis clothes. Yes, off, I do recall it. So yeah. I just bought one in each colour. I recall it. Because it was cheap. I do, I recall it. It, it is, you know what, quid. though, when I think about it, the Judge Rinder thing, it's good. It means then, technically, that even though it's Judge Rinder's crime stories, you're like... Yeah, it should be called Kenny crime stories. Yeah, Judge Rinder's and Kenny cr- story, yeah, crime little, stories. Yeah, just like a little additional and yes. It should be an offshoot. You, you know, never get it, do you, though? You never get it. You no, know, like Sons of Anarchy have got an offshoot now called the Mayans, which is like a whole different... They've made like, the opposite gang that's in that Sons of Anarchy. They've made a whole series of the Mayans yeah. now. That's what the show. Emma Kenny's crime Kenny's. stories. It has a mild better ring to it. I know Kenny's crime files. 
I agree. But Kenny's anyway, that's not going to happen. I'm not actually a police officer, so that would be terrible, but never mind. But also, it's a bit of a transition point, because also it seems that Vanessa Feltz has taken my job on this morning. Yeah, which is a weird one. It is weird, because she's nowhere near as good as me. No, but nevertheless, not. that's the way it seems to go in TV these days. You it know is. the right people, you get on the shows. So, I'm doing the right stuff on Monday, because screw you. Yeah, well, you know, it's, um, it's a bit more of a serious debate sure the right stuff I don't care I'm like right well I'm expanding my horizons sir. yeah you've got a busy week next week I've got a busy week in the fact that I've got the right stuff on Monday Tuesday I'm filming a new series called What the Killer Did Next yeah. and then Wednesday I'm filming for Inside Out I'm presenting a show on sperm donation when's that? Wednesday I'm starting it it's quite a few days no it's so. Tuesday isn't it one of the days and then you've got someone filming here no Wednesdays would cut me Monday I'm doing the right stuff Tuesday you're right I'm yeah, doing you see. the right stuff no the Inside Out Inside out on unregulated sperm donation. Excellent. So apparently, whilst we have regulation in the UK, which means that um, you can't be anonymous as a sperm donor because there is a belief that you deserve to know who your father is. So basically, you can't just give sperm, get a bit of cash, leave. Nowadays, you actually have to give your details so that if you do have a child who wants to know that bloodline, they'll be able to find out. Obviously, it still means that you could get a knock on the door 20 years down the line and you could get like a hi, I'm your son or daughter, which is great. But because of that, a lot of people don't like having to pay the amount of money because you know and I know we did IVF. It's bloody yeah. expensive. Yeah, it is. It's expensive. Lots of hidden hidden charges. Man, and so many hidden charges. Lies. Lots of there lies. Are. It's, it is. It's full of lies, yeah, the IVF of, industry. It is of full of lies with a horrible promise at the end and that doesn't happen, you no, know. A promise, hey, it's all going to be fine, you have a baby and then like you just have you just 20 grand down. But anyway, we're not bitter. But um, <laughs> so that sperm donation. So there's all, the, all these websites now. I'm bitter. Yeah, on Facebook, there's all these kind of sites where there are, shall we say, altruistic sperm donors who basically say that they'll give you their sperm. And there's one guy who's like fathered 68 kids. So he has a legal document saying that none of those kids can have any. But do the kids that know who that is the dad? They can all find out he's the dad. All right, but they say, can't that have could a be dangerous, couldn't it? That could like. But I was it's going to be rules, though, because if you don't have rules, it means that if you give sperm to, like, say, 100 times or 200 times, what's to say that people aren't going to be, you know, having relationships that Jeremy are actually Kyle related? Moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, in the long run. But that's the thing. There isn't any regulation. Because Ooh. at the moment, you've either got the regulated route, which is full of regulation, or you've got the unregulated route. Because yeah. basically, you can't arguably make that illegal because you could just go and have sex with somebody and get pregnant. Yes. But, and this is the big but, apparently those guys aren't protected in law, even though they create these little right. agreements that say there's no legal claim. If you've given your sperm without any regulation, then you can have to pay the CSA. Wow. Simple as that. that. Imagine that 68 times. Does he, does he know this, this guy? Well, he reckons he's got it all sewn up. I met him at this morning, but he isn't. He doesn't realise. No. So I'm doing that. I'm going to talk so about this. So are you going to actually talk about this? I'm going to talk about the pros. And, well, I'm actually presenting it. So oh, I'm going to yeah. talk to people yeah. about the pros and cons. It's nice. It's a presenting job, isn't it? So you Yeah, know, it's a nice was... presenting job as opposed to just being somebody who is going as the expert. Absolutely. Simple as that. It's fantastic. So that's what I'll be doing next week. That's just before we go away. So it's going to be a bit of a mad week next week. Yeah, it's just nice to get, get some... Oh, I've gone bright again. Just seeing how bright I am on this uh, video. It's because the light's coming in. I think if you maybe pull that down a little bit. 
Just a technical issue here, guys, because that's how real we are. Just gonna, no, 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 the blind. Yes, that's slightly better. Yeah. Yes. Somebody got in touch with me, actually. Somebody got in touch with me last week. I'm back. When I was um, doing this, when they watched the last one, and they were like, oh, oh, I think you're the person who gets involved in the Kerry Danes and You programme. Kerry Danes, you know, Botox and gorgeous and this. And it was just this really weird thing. And I was like, oh, I'll give Kerry your respects. And he's like, well, actually, that wasn't a compliment. But then it was like, but then it is a compliment. And I think she's really fit. And I'm like, what is your problem? Oh. What planet are these people on? No, oh, they're just weird. You're getting in touch with me to do just, just, okay, I get it. You're trying to say that I'm unattractive compared to her. And it's like... Just say that. Yeah, you know, what are you what? doing? Why go on, you know? Say what? it though. It's fine, I don't care. I couldn't care less. I'm not going to go and change anything. Well, I disagree, so. <laughs> but anyway, yesterday on the sub- matter of, of looks on my Twitter. Yeah. Before I got my makeup done. Yes. I took a picture of myself without makeup. Right. And then I took a picture of myself after makeup. Yes. Yeah. And when I loaded it on, I said before and after. Yeah. But it turns out that when I loaded the pictures on, I put my after first and my before after. And somebody wrote, oh dear God, no, I don't know what they've done to you, but it's <laughs> that was them commenting. And I was like, oh no, no, that, that's actually me before, the one that you're saying is terrible. <laughs> that's, uh, that's true. Yeah. No, she hadn't done the makeup. Then they were like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Oh my God, how could you get that? <laughs> they thought that right. she had taken all my makeup off and done some other makeup that made me look awful, but it just turned out it was my face. All right, so they're like doing for a part for a TV show. Or it something. was just my face. They were just basically didn't like my face. You know what? I actually think that you're beautiful with makeup and absolutely gorgeous without makeup. That's so, not true, though. But it is true. No, I see it. It's not true. It it's is. not true. It's fine that it's not true. If I, I, if I, I look considerably better with makeup, and if you got a row of one million people and asked them all that question, one million people would agree. You know what? I'd, I would love to see a, just a row of a million people. Anyone? I'd just love to see a row of a million people, like all single file. <laughs> you won't be able to see them though, because they're going to way into the distance. I know, yeah, but you'd have to have like a segue or something to go up and down them. <laughs> It'd take a while. How, well, long, how long would that take? I don't know. How, many, how, long, is a, how long is it? How wide is a person? <laughs> That's what it depends on. How wide is a person? Well, I mean, like, even if it's a foot, it'd be like a million feet, wouldn't it? Well, with your arms by the side, it's bigger than a foot, isn't it? But, oh, I, sorry, I was doing them behind each other. Oh, no, I'm doing it side by side. Oh, well, that's totally different. Why? Well, behind each other's a little no, bit... No, like, when you line up, when have you ever seen anybody line up side to side? Well, it's just because you're, no, you're going no, along asking no, people, no, you No, 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 yeah. You said a line of people, and I'm yeah, saying, yeah. and you think that there's a line, you think that people would line up everybody, and everyone just stands <laughs> side by side. It because you're going to be asking them a question. You're going to be walking well, along with a clipboard. Well, you can't walk along with a clipboard and just go, excuse me, Well, they've got to turn around, aren't they? They've got to, like, turn their heads around. If they're like, so, and, then, and then when they turn back again, they've got a long time just to stand looking at the back of someone's head. You know what I mean? Now, if you've got them facing like to the side and you're going along in your segue and saying, which one's best, Emmerich, any with or without makeup? You know, and when they've gone past and they're still waiting in that line, you could have TVs on and jugglers and clowns, my It's just to keep them occupied because it would take quite a while to go down the line of people. I mean, in my head, that's what it's like. Obviously, it's going to be considerably shorter 
if it was right exactly it's not about how long the line is though but it is it's really not, it's about what's economical what's easier to facilitate and logistically what is better to do it because you be able to do it faster but I'm saying a million feet about a million feet that's a pretty far amount of two million feet Emma why two million feet <laughs> million people both got two feet <laughs> <laughs> One million sets of feet, two million individual feet. Unless, no, there might be short a few. There might be people pirates who... and you know various <laughs> various people in the queue. You know, <laughs> might only have one leg or a, you know a peg leg with parrot. On. Do you know what else has really bugged me this week? Me. Apart from no. well, you've bugged me quite a bit because you've been dead stressed. Yeah. You've had God, it's. It's hard work looking at you when you're stressed. Yeah, no, it's like it I actually, it actually makes me feel like I might have a cardiac arrest. Yeah, I actually make people have cardiac arrests. And it's I don't like have them. a massively <laughs> overinflated, dramatic episode from a Shakespearean play. It's like proper Kevin and Perry moment. Well, it's just no, but that has just constantly bugs me. It's uh, Ryanair. Yeah, Ryanair. I mean, in general, Ryanair, to be honest, but Ryanair. Yeah, I had a showdown yesterday with the live chat. Someone called Kabor. I mean, who? No. She was lovely. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, with a name like Gabor, yeah. you'd expect that she might oh, be. I don't know, Gabor or something. Gabor. I don't know, it was a woman, though, and she really didn't like me. £50 there and back. The luggage. That's a hundred pounds. Yeah, a hundred pounds. Fifty pounds there. Fifty pounds back for one twenty kilogram bag. Yeah. Do you know what's ironic? It's an absolute joke, Ryanair. Right yeah. Do you want to know what's really ironic though? What? That means that for two bags, it's actually cost more than the flight. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It was coming in. If we all took twenty kilograms, all of us were going extra six hundred pounds. You know what, Ryanair? You're a bunch of dicks, Ryanair. You know. So how many were taking? Two. <laughs> we just won't take stuff. That's what we'll do, <laughs> Ryanair. Screw you yeah. and your job. We're gonna, we're gonna beat I'm this gonna one. I'm gonna dress up we're in all my kids. Not gonna take yeah. anything on holiday. I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna have shoes on my neck, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tie loads of trainers and shoes on my neck, and I'm gonna say it's my necklace. <laughs> I should have just, what I should have done is I should have taken it this opportunity that we could have just left everything at home, and then I could have just gone mental and duty free. Because the amount of money uh, that it would have cost to come over with that case, I could have just bought some new makeup. And then when we got to Spain, could have just gone out and bought, know. you know, some Hawaiian shirts. And... You know, it's like 400 euros for us. <coughs> 400 quid, which is what, five euros? I know this isn't that euros. interesting for people listening, but it's just defying our Well, reason. it will be for other Ryanairers. Yeah. You if know. you're a Ryanairer, get in touch, comment below. Yeah, tell us Send us a video saying how annoyed you yeah. are. Anybody who's had online chats with Gabor... You know, she was lovely and rude. You know, <laughs> most helpful customer service chatbot ever. Do you know what? We <laughs> just have, like, this situation with holidays. Obviously, we've only been doing the podcast this year. So you haven't had the joy of sharing our previous holidays. No. But pretty much every time we decide to go on holiday, when we get to just before the holiday, a major situation Unfold. It does. To the point that the holiday is hijacked by some kind of organisational crisis. And stress and... Yeah, so last year, 
Pete and I decided that we wanted to move house. It took a lot of time to get to a point where we wanted to move house. Anybody listening who's ever moved house in the history of man will know how this feels. But first of all, we find this house and we kind of fell in love with it. I do think that we both went a bit crazy, but it was really big. And that was what did it, wasn't it? The fact that it was down a ditch in a flood zone. (laughs) <laughs> which, which is, is a public right away. Which is a public right away. We were just like, yeah, but look at how big it is. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that went on for about nine months. We were just embroiled in this kind of situation because we'd found it. Then we didn't have, hadn't sold our house. So then, about a few months afterwards, we were like, no, we really want it. So like, we put our house on the market, sold it at an absolute bargain price to the second people who came round. Yeah, and then. Spent the next six months embroiled in a bitter divorce between the two people selling the house. And in the end, I just, well, I, I went out for a, a lunch with some friends. I had a drink, shall we say. And by this point, I told Pete about another yep. house to go and see. He went We'd already pulled out of this other house, hadn't we? Yeah, he yeah. went and looked the day before. at it. The day before we pulled out of this house, he went and looked at it. Anyway, I went round and I was a bit drunk and I thought it was great. And this is where we are now. Yeah. But en route to getting here, it was... A nightmare. It was horrendous. Pete couldn't get a mortgage. Yeah. I couldn't get the amount of money that I needed for the house. It wasn't because I was blacklisted or anything. It was because... The, you are blacklisted now. My company... Um, you are blacklisted ...wasn't now, showing then. enough. You are blacklisted. I'm blacklisted now, though, yeah. You so. are, because they thought it was fraud. Yeah. Because basically the way that you were doing it, because it was your company, but you were an employee of your company. Yeah. Even though... You got that money every single month for years, yeah. and you paid all your tax. All my taxes, and all but my because of that, they wouldn't give me it, and basically that's what happened. I spent the entire two weeks of the first two weeks literally on the phone, yeah, getting rejected, getting rejected, getting rejected, and then finally, I got accepted. Amen. It was amazing. It was amazing. And if anybody wants a bit of advice, yes. Nitesh Patel. Fantastic, fantastic guy. Look him up online, mortgage advisor. Absolutely brilliant. But long story short, we got there, but it ruined the holiday, didn't it? It did. It was so stressful. It was so stressful. On a positive note, we took my parents, so it was very clean. Yeah. Very clean place. And now this year, I can't talk about exactly what's happening. Yeah, like I mentioned before. That still happens. happening. But nonetheless, massively critical point in time. Really stressful. Going away. Yeah. Going on holiday so I can sit there and worry about the fact that things aren't sorted. Don't get me wrong, I won't worry at all. Out of sight, out of mind is my idea. Well, I do hope that we can uh, let you relax for a little bit. Oh, we'll be relaxing because my mum and dad are there and they clean everything and they keep <laughs> everything sorted. don't know if anybody else has got any mums and dads like that, but our mum and dad, well, my mum and dad, who's also Pete's mum and dad now, they are just the best people yeah. in the world. Brilliant. They're the best people in the world. They are brilliant. Our experience of going on holiday last year with them was, why haven't we taught them on holiday before? That was the reaction, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fantastic. We must always take them on holiday. We must always take them on holiday. Forever. It's brilliant. I just get up in the morning and then breakfast appears. Every uh, single day. Actually, that's like being with you anyway. So I get up No, it's appears. not. You, you get up, you walk out and my dad's already got it there. He is fantastic. He's like been listening. Yeah. Is he coming out? Everything was Get scrubbed and done and cleaned and it's just amazing. They're it was amazing. Absolutely phenomenal. They are, they're great. Uh, I can't, like you having know, like free slaves. It feels pretty daft really because the weather over here is, is almost the same as over there. Actually, it's a little bit warm. It's a lot warmer over there, but it is 
it's warm here, isn't it? So it's, you know, gosh, it feels a bit daft really. Fingers crossed in one way that, you know, it's going to be like this in the summer for a long time now, for years, and bring back the old summer trade in the seaside towns and make it make it great again to go on holiday like in the 80s. We're the going to Blackpool tomorrow. We are going to Blackpool tomorrow. So we'll do a bit of videoing actually for the, for the other vlog that we do. Yeah, so we're going to Blackpool tomorrow. We know that if you come from the north, you'll know everything about Blackpool because you could not ever have been brought up in the north and not gone there. But for those people in the south, a lot of people haven't been to Blackpool. Yeah. Blackpool in the day was a pretty incredible place to go. Big fun fair, lots of things going on. Obviously, lots of rock and donuts, which is two things that I enjoyed as a child. And um, yeah, now it's a bit of a crack den, but nevertheless, we still like going. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, like, you know, you walk along what was once a beautiful promenade and it's now falling apart. And we do, I, we are, every time we've been to Blackpool, we've always seen just, some, some heroin. There's always the some street. kind of massive drugs <laughs> issue. Yeah, yeah. We, we just, you just kind of have to look past it. Yeah. You walk past all what were once the thriving industry of the tourism and now they're just you know all what, boarded though, up. There's still a few that are going where the, the buses come and they all stay there, the old people and that, isn't there? And they do the... Oh my God, honestly, those holidays though, right? So, so, when Pete and I got married, <laughs> we did it secretly. We didn't tell anybody apart from our parents and yep. my children. We just wanted to keep it to ourselves. We got married very quickly and I didn't want the judgment of anybody else and I couldn't afford to pay for my sister's kids to be bridesmaids. So she still doesn't actually know. Hopefully she won't listen to this podcast. <laughs> if she does, I'll just have to bluff my way around it. But anyway, that aside, obviously we wanted to do something nice. So we were like, we don't want to drive anywhere really, but it will be us getting married. So we kind of need to mark it in some way. Yeah. We got married on like a Tuesday. So we decided that we would go to Blackpool. Yeah, just have a nice meal somewhere. Have so. a nice meal. We did have the nice meal. The nice meal was a success. Went to the Met. Automatic. Did it we? was good. Yeah. You don't remember? Straight yeah. after the wedding. Yes, we did. We went and had a nice meal. We so did. that was good. That was good. We should have left it there. Yeah. But instead we decided that we'd go to this hotel because it was booked and, you know, we were going to have a nice night with the family. And then, um, you know, we, we drove up to it and... I was trying to think positively. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that went wrong was it took about two hours to get there instead of like 45 minutes because yeah, the traffic was terrible. But it turned out when we got into the car park that potentially I'd booked the wrong hotel. Yeah, you had booked the wrong hotel. And, <laughs> and, and what was particularly <laughs> worrying is that they had hand sanitizer. Yeah, well, we were at the, we were at the front desk... And it was one of, and I sort of like looked, and there was some signs on the walls, and it was saying like, uh, the bubonic uh, plague. No, first of all, it was all these old people, and it was a 1960s like swinging 60s tour bus uh, thing that was on, and I was like, well, hang on a minute, what's that? And I was like, what is this? And then I looked and I saw hand sanitizers, and I was like, why have they got hand sanitizers at the front desk? Like ones that you see in hospitals and stuff. And I was like, what's something going on here? And then. It turned out like the charge is like probably about 300 and 400 quid or something for like three rooms or something. It was weird. And we're like, what? Like, and then it came out that there was a massive outbreak of salmonella within the hotel a few days before, hence why they And then they took us upstairs and they took us to these rooms which were like smack head bloody heroin addicts rootless bed sits with mouldy shower. And we were just like, what is going on here? And like, we just literally said, we're not staying here. Went straight downstairs. 
and said, we don't know what's going on here, but this is just bizarre. Money back, thanks. Got our money back. And we left. It was We legged it. Like, we actually, we had to laugh, though, because... It was, it was literally, when you imagine a hotel, you know in these documentaries where they send people to, oh. like, kind of look into the places that are, like, falling apart? That yeah, was it. It was like, oh, it was like, like fleas, it, it, ticks, oh, mites, mould. Um, oh, it was. Uh, it was. The, it, I can't remember the name of the hotel. It was like the big, the big old one in in Blackpool. But we'd obviously booked the wrong one, thinking it was something else. And we, and we got there, and it was this one, and it was just like so. Like, and then people were getting there, and they were like, the rooms were like thirty quid, and the charge is like hundred and fifty quid, you know. So hence why we thought it was a different hotel, you know. And, oh my God! Can you remember though? Oh, can I, I mean, she actually just didn't even hesitate to give us no, a No, she just handed it over, didn't she? Yeah, and she also, knew. the truth is that that's one of those hotels that you're talking about there where, like, the silver surfers just turn up, don't they? Yeah. And yeah. they go on these coach trips for, like, two three days quid. at a time. Three yeah. quid, a pop for a hotel. Whereas Charles was 150 quid a room. And the stuck us in these smack-ridden <laughs> Three bedsets. quid to get an evening meal, oh, breakfast. I couldn't... Oh, you know what? I just... <laughs> we'll Not saying that that was any kind of, you know, uh, we'll start always, to our marriage. We'll always remember the... Uh, uh, the, the day we got married though for that God, so, it was awful wasn't it well that yeah. wasn't just that it was the fact that during the ceremony the guy who got us married before the ceremony was just like properly just chatting away to so it was like totally normal yeah. and then he started the ceremony and he started and I was just looking at you thinking this is a comedy sketch this oh my god no. full on room empty because we didn't take anybody and this guy who literally went into some kind of method acting uh, and, he, and he took the mick out of my, uh, my train I was wearing trains in my suit you see wasn't I so. yeah I know but I'd just like to say on the podcast though that that was just the formalities we still five years later are looking at having a, a, a mid-sized sort of you know do where we get you know the full works done you know not in a church but it's going to be you know aren't we we're going to get dressed up we're going to have bridesmaids we're going to you know we are going to do this it's just a disclaimer yeah. for sisters listening yeah so yeah us. yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> right, thought i better put it in sorry, there alexia it's yeah. all going to be sorted your kids are going to be able to we're already starting dresses. To, we're already starting to plan it we've been planning it for five years no we're Reason we're starting to plan it is because my friends just got a place yes. called the Lamppost Cafe in the Burrs in, in the Burrs, which is dog friendly. And upstairs there's a function room, and I was like, "All right, okay, let's get it done here." Yeah. And uh, she'll be able to let me do whatever. She's getting a license, so that's why we're going to do it. Do you know what? Today this podcast is coming into the ramblings of our life. Well, that's what this podcast is about. I've told you once, and I'll tell you many no, times again. No, it's going to be making sense of it. Making, we're not making sense, sense of, of anything. Well, we're going to get on to where we went in Frankfurt in a minute, aren't we? So we're going to make sense of that. We have not made sense of anything. Yes, we have. Well, we're try, trying to make sense of having a line of a million people. People know the score when they sit there chatting away. You know, it's like if you were people, a discussion People somebody, listening to this will know that the line you were suggesting was wrong. <laughs> and if anybody wants to start a line, you're not the person to go to. Well, that's making sense of it, isn't it? You've made sense of it now. Do you know what I can see in my head now? A line of people. Yeah, but you know, on a card with the hands held in like that as well, like you know the ones that used to cut out and they'd be like a line of people oh, yeah. doing paper. What singing? I like yeah. to all the teach way across the world. The world to sing. All the way across the world. Perfect harmony. Uh-huh. Of cut out paper, animals and Chinese rubber. History. History. <laughs> I'd like to teach my dog to smoke a pipe. <laughs> In Japanese, <laughs> I want to get my cat on a bike. <laughs> and 
Learn the trapeze. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, yeah, Pete was saying that we do have something to talk about today that I think is an area of debate, shall we say. It's an area of debate, but we've got to say that it is, you know, something that's... Just shut up. Kind and lovely. Don't. Don't go... What, what are you doing? We've not even introduced the subject and you're already giving your conclusions. Yes. Where's the build? Where's yeah. the excitement? I've put a disclaimer in there. No. She's watching. That's like Columbo <laughs> who always told you what happened at the very beginning. Yeah, it was like a game of Jeopardy, wasn't it? Is it's that, really is it, annoying. It's Jeopardy where they give you the answer and then you've got to say what is... Well, that's just like, give us a clue or whatever. I mean, you've had the pictionary, you've got the answer. You've got to get other people to guess it. I mean, it's like, it's like that's any kind of quiz show. Uh, give you like a, give you a chocolate cake. Uh, what is a brown cake? <laughs> you can't say cake. What is a brown substance? You put it in the oven, you bake it. It's delicious. It's got a specific brown or coffee flavour. I mean, cover, cover, cover. See what I mean? I've got lost. I've got so many. I've got so many. It's got a specific brown or coffee flavour. I've got to say, Ashley. Ashley, I say, Ashley. What's up, Doc? I'm in the moment. I'm recreating the anxiety that I feel. I've not even got a timer. But I'm like, no. No, no, no. My grand and me used to play countdown. We've talked about it before. And the letters game, they never got more than a four. Yeah. Oh, I'm just not, I know. I was grand would be like, a seven? Yeah. <laughs> Who I are was, you? I was good at um, uh, going for gold. Going for gold. Uh, with Henry Kelly. I did like Henry Kelly. Meet Bjorgen from Switzerland. You've done Hi. that before. You've literally done that whole bit. Have I? You've done it in the podcast before. You even used the same name. It was a different podcast that we did that on. It's, it was, certainly wasn't this one, was it? Did I, did I use Bjorgen from Fjorgen and Morgan? Oh, well. Right, let's get back. We're digressing. We're on to a different subject there, but we're actually talking about something which is fairly serious, but fairly informative and very exciting, and it was good. So, a while ago, I got a phone call off my friend, Russell Brand. And Russell rang me to say, Emma, I've given your number to somebody. And I just was like, right, Russell, no problem. So he said it was something to do with meditation. Obviously, anybody who knows Russell Brand knows that he's massively into meditation, massively into kind of transcendental stuff. So I, I hadn't really thought anything about it. But then a few days later, I did indeed get a phone call, an email off Nate from this particular place. And I was invited to go over to the youth festival wasn't I? It was the International Youth Summit. International Youth Summit. International European Youth Summit. So, it's about the science of happiness. So they wanted me to go over and be on a panel to talk about the science of happiness. So I said I'd go. Because, one, Russell had recommended me, so I didn't want to let him down. And secondly, I thought, well, I've not been to Frankfurt, may as well go. So they let Pete come as well, so they paid for Pete, which is very, very nice. Yeah, very, very nice. Yeah, I loved it. Very nice of them. So we got there... And we got there about midnight, didn't we, after... Well, we got there, like... Yeah, we did. We got there about midnight in total, about yeah, half yeah, 11, quarter yeah. <clears throat> And on the way <clears throat> there, we got a phone call, didn't we? Because we were in the car. And they were just kind of asking whether we needed any food. And we hadn't ate for hours. And Pete constantly eats. Pete is, like, um, an obese person. 
but unfortunately his body doesn't demonstrate that, which makes him a really annoying person to be around where food's concerned. I can eat. Because he should be 63 stone, and it's really frustrating that I can only have a third of his portions. Mm. I can hear people screaming now, it's on the inside! Yeah, I know. Well, you have got quite high cholesterol, so it is on the inside. Yeah. And with your stress level as well, there's a strong way I hope yeah. you're going to die. Yeah. So I just want to put that out there, disclaimer that I have advised him of that. And yeah. when you talk about that stuff, I do want to acknowledge that you're right. right. You can be very unhealthy on the inside. Yeah. Even though you look great on the outside. Yeah. It's not fair. You shouldn't look great on the outside. You should look really bad on the outside. <laughs> oh my God, really I mean, that means for more, half my life, I've been having a rave inside my body, haven't I? It's yeah. just been raving. That could be why. That's maybe some kind of balance. Yeah. The toxins have worked against the other toxins. Yeah, and it's, it's just you're great. Out, yeah. <laughs> so they had said, did we want any food? And we, all vegetarian. We knew it was all vegetarian, so that was cool. So he says, yeah, yeah, great. Just have a little bite to eat. And we got there, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, my God. We got taken to this slight place. Well, it was an hour south of Frankfurt. Um, what were your first impressions when we walked in? So my first impressions when we walked in was, I'm not sure what this place is, because in my head it was more of, we were in a hotel, you see, but because we said the speaker's centre we were staying in. So got there. And bear in mind, there's 300 young people from Europe. Um, who have come? Big there. Italian contingent this Big year. Big Italian, a lot of French. Um, you know, it was quite. You know, it was. My first impressions were like, shit. Where, where are we? What have we? <laughs> what have we stumbled into here? What's Russell put us onto? Well, the, what happened was we went to eat this meal, just thinking we'd have like a, anything, just a basic food. You know, whatever it was. I said, don't worry about it. We just pick and mix. Well, he comes out, he serves us soup, doesn't he? Yeah. Then the, he brings out all this Indian food, which is like my favourite food in the whole world. So, of course, like that was going to oh, be Oh, yeah, it was, um, <clears throat> we had tofu, like roasted tofu or something. Oh, we had roasted tofu. Oh, it was delicious. We had everything. It was absolutely gorgeous. He was from gorgeous. Switzerland, he was. Absolutely gorgeous. And what struck us was, one, the intensity. So they're all watching us and they're all smiling at us. Yeah. And we're like eating and, and smiling, and they're all really lovely. Yeah, like I mean, super kind. Some of the kindest people I've met in a long time. So we eat this meal, right? And then I'm like, listen, if it's all right, we're just going to go to bed because we had to be up at eight o'clock in the morning to go back for breakfast to meet them all again. Yeah. So we go back, we go to the speaker's centre, and it's like really sweet. But so it's, what it is, it's, it's like, um, I can only class it as. Old houses have all been done up into like sort yeah. of rooms, you know. It's dead homely, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It was like shoes off. It was like and, your grand's you know. bedroom. Yeah. It was yeah. like, well, you say shoes off. We didn't realise that, but it was no, shoes no, off. No. Um, so we, we, anyway, so we go to, <laughs> we're laughing our heads off going to bed, aren't we? Because we just yeah. like, because we can hear like a pin drop. Like somebody's got a dog in another room and we can hear it barking. And yeah. it's like so obvious we couldn't get up to anything because like then it hurt, you know. know you literally yeah. couldn't breathe anything in there, in there. It was as simple as that. So we get up the next morning, bloody hell, I was so tired. I was, I was really knackered, so I get myself together. Pete gets himself together. We wander over to get breakfast. And then, again, we meet them all, don't we? We meet them all. They've reserved this lovely place outside. It's gorgeous where we oh, are. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, can I just add as well that like, all the food is... All the young people there spend... They get up at a certain time in the morning and they spend... The ones who can't afford to pay for... Their tickets. Yeah, so they spend three hours doing the food, cutting cut it all up. They get a cheaper price, yeah. yeah. And they also have um, like people from all around Europe who come in as volunteers to cook. Everybody's a volunteer there. Yeah, everyone's Literally a volunteer. Literally everybody Everybody's is a volunteer, volunteer there. Everyone's a volunteer. It's crazy. So we get to this position where we meet them all, and again, right, everyone 
is so nice. Right? Super nice. They're so nice. And then they were we kind oozing of kindness, weren't they? Oozing. Then we meet it. one of the other speakers. She was in um, Million, Million Dollar, Dollar Baby, yeah. and she had two really lovely dogs as well. So she's there. She's won the six-time six world. world title holder of kickboxing, yeah. known as the most dangerous woman in the world, but not because she's really kind. Yeah. And then si- Simon, one of the most... Is it Simon or Simon? They called him Simon. Did they? Yeah. Is that just because... They were from different parts of might the world. Might have been. Might be Simon. Simon. Might just be Simon. <laughs> I think it is. I don't know. Yeah. Because it could be Simon. Because Simon be, yeah. is like, he grew well, up in Sudan. Him, so I don't him, know. Any, I heard him speaking French as well. Um, well, I call him Simon. So. <laughs> okay. Well, you call him Simon. Yeah. But I call him Simon. Just in case it's wrong, Simon. we'll call him Simon as well. Okay. Um, so Simon was there. Guy brought, brought up in the Sudan, obviously wore terrible things that he saw. Then he he works for up, UNESCO. Ended up in Kenya. And he's just probably one of the most interesting guys I've ever met in my life. He is. Just amazing, amazing human being. He's currently writing a book on women's rights because obviously in the Sudan, he wants things like FMG, female genital mutilation, to be eradicated. He wants rape to be eradicated. He wants women to be treated with respect. You know, this is an amazing guy. He's prolific. And actually, he's got a really good job at UNESCO. And I said, how long will you stay? And he went, oh, no. He said, I'll stay a few years. And I asked him why. And he said, oh, anybody who stays more than a few years loses their ideals, he said, because it becomes too comfortable. So you're not there for the right reasons. He said, yeah. you know, you can't, you can't stay there. It's too cushy. It's too simple. And I thought, what an amazing guy. So we're all on this panel. And at this point, this guy in a full on orange, like monk's outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was like, wasn't it? Indian monk's outfit turns up with another guy in a yellow and white one. Yeah. And basically, yeah. This main guy in the orange, he is coming on stage with us. And it starts to click because we realise this isn't just an ordinary kind of youth summit. This is one with some kind of ideology behind it. And we've heard this mention of a woman called Amma. Amma. We keep hearing Amma. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's not sinking I just thought it was someone who was a benefactor or someone who, you know, which it is. You know, um, so I just sort of guessed that, but then, yeah, as you said, it did start to click a bit, you know. Well, I knew, because as soon as I heard the name, I was like, is that the woman who goes around hugging people? Yeah. And it was. And I was like, no way. So then we realised we're probably in a cult. We're probably basically with a a cult now. (laughs) Yeah. And um, everybody talked about Amma with this conviction yeah. and this joy this and en- this en- enigmatic vibe and feeling about it and, and buzz about it everyone was so kind oh, to the point was... where halfway through the day after lunch i said to them I'm, I'm just gonna have to go back to my room now to write but actually i just needed to go to my room and swear a bit yeah. and just say sarcastic things because mm. i've never been that good yeah. for I the mean, last I mean, 25 when, years yeah. when we say kind i mean i can't put it into words it's like they just want to do everything for you. Yeah. They didn't want you to be without anything. They wanted to talk to you. And if you didn't want to talk, they wouldn't talk, but they wanted to, they were interested. They were, they were genuinely 100% interested in you. You know, they, they were just, it was like, but they also, it, 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 there was energy off them, I thought, that there was kindness, you know, and it was because they lived that way of life. 
you're going to be like that. They you? follow her they follow all, all over the world. world. They all have jobs, but when she does a tour, this woman called Amma, who lives in India, they basically follow her all over and they just go self-funding yeah. and they just go to be near her because they believe essentially that she's almost like a god on earth. Yeah. And the way they talk about her, it's almost like you don't really need to even speak to her, you just need to be in her presence and something changes for you. Yeah. Now, I unfortunately as a human being have a huge amount of cynicism and scepticism in life. I'm one of those people that can't help but find things like that a little bit too good to be true. Yeah. It provokes a reaction in me. I think it provokes, a, I mean, I think it provokes a lot of that, uh, that reaction and, and probably many people, doesn't it, I think, when you're, you're always looking for that, like you say, chink in the yeah. armour or that, so what's the catch here? Yes. Or where's her big mansion? Or, or why, why she must be doing this for a reason, for her own personal benefit, which in a way tells us what society is making humans to think, think like, think, that's not a word, think like, you know, and it's, they're always looking for the bad in somebody. No. Well, it doesn't help that we have programs like Rogue Traders. Yes. Oh, We're always yeah. looking Cowboy builders. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we kind of go back to the room and I became obsessed. And I was just online, wasn't I, trying to yeah. read things about her. And this is how it goes, right? So cult, in my opinion, initially, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Everybody's like overly nice, really struggling with how this fits in to this woman being some kind of God on earth. Yeah. And anyway, I start to read about her, right? So this woman grew up in crap. She had a horrible yeah, life. Yeah. She was From day and... one, she decided that everybody needed to be loved. She started hugging people in her local area, which everyone thought was a bit weird. And she just sustained it. And she has, through that particular experience of hugging people started to get followers mm. and her followers have grown bigger and bigger and bigger and what she does she has this place called the ashram in india she's built universities it's actually built on where she where she grew that's up. right where yeah. she grew up it's built it's gone up as opposed to across because yeah. it's not enough space but they have the ashram where thousands of devotees go everyone's yeah. fed People work there, they're all volunteers. She has hospitals, she has universities, she has healthcare systems for the poor. Just to put it in context, the Indian government, when the tsunami hit, asked her to yeah. take charge initially. Before any other services, any other red tape got there, she and all of her volunteers were there sorting it, feeding the poor, looking after them. The woman goes on tours from European place, European place, all around, actually America, all around the world, well, basically. Yeah. And she has hundreds of volunteers who follow and help out, right? So, so 350 every time, she's always with her, 350 Every time, so people. 350. She's got her interpreter, who's one of the nicest men I've ever met. What an absolute joy to be around. He, yeah, he was fantastic. What an absolute yeah. joy to be around. Um, a really genuinely warm, loving man. Yeah. And yeah, she basically goes and sits on stage and then... For 15 hours, she hugs people. People come up and they hug her. And she apparently is very maternal and people feel very, very comforted. And she does this. Then she gets in a camper van. Yeah. She refuses to have hotels. The camper van was actually there, wasn't it? She refuses to have any comforts like that. She says, give the money to the poor. Mm -hmm. So she refuses any of that help. And then she travels to the next place with little sleep. And then she goes and does it again for weeks and months 
on end. When she goes home, or if she's going from place to place, and for example, they can't do it on one of the days, she won't eat because she says that she will not eat unless she's doing something purposeful because she doesn't deserve it because people are out there starving. And everybody who knows and has met her, who's become a volunteer devotee, these are really clever, reasonable, working human beings who spend all of their free holidays, you know, the time that they've got for themselves, just following her, basically, the rest of the time that they work. And I couldn't find a chink in her armour. She's raised, we're talking, probably a billion pounds in total, you know, and all she does is consistently raise. She sells things like the Amma dolls and stuff, and people love them. Organic natural creams and yeah. I was given a present of them, so all these yeah, like lovely so. creams. But also, don't get me wrong, the, the admission is that actually That's everything's cool everything's more expensive to buy because the whole premise is that every penny, because there's no people actually being paid, every penny goes yeah. directly. So people say like, if you spend a hundred pounds with her, you're spending a thousand pounds elsewhere because you're giving it directly to the people. So all that yeah. money that they'd have lost. Yeah. So they're saying even a pound is like a hundred pounds essentially. Yeah. You see, I mean, she gets a lot of people, a lot of you know humanitarians and stuff like that leave money to her. When I saw like people leave like you know ten million pound mansions and stuff, you know, which will either be sold or used as uh, to to. And there's, a, there's a castle in, in France which we met the lady who yeah, runs that. Yeah, she was lovely. Uh, it was one of like you said disciples. I don't know what we call them disciples. Devotees. Devotees, um, and she and this is the growing project. So they have people go there. Uh, in this castle, and all they do, they've got all the grounds in it, and they grow, they grow vegetables uh, to self-sustain. So they self-sustain all the towns around, and then they also had to do courses for people across the world to come to learn to grow, and then they go off, and then they teach people, other people how to grow, and then other people teach people how to grow, and it has these huge humanitarian sections of people where they all look growing their own food, and there's, there's they showed us some photos, and so I saw some photos over there, of all the areas on the world where they're growing their own vegetables, arable farming, digging it all up and getting all the water in there. You know, so it's it's sort of... I mean, she's one of the biggest humanitarians in the world. She's got to be. She's got to be, you know. So, as we were doing this, weren't we? I was reading it. The cult thoughts are leaving. Oh, no, it is a cult. Yeah. It's, it's just a good cult. Yeah. It's a good cult. Yeah. It's not a bad cult, that's yeah. all. Cults don't have to be bad. Yeah. Cults can be good. Amma's got a good cult. People basically are completely brainwashed in the yes, fact that they yeah, absolutely yeah. believe that she is a god. Well, that's the same with the I'm not you, saying yeah. in a bad way. I think they're amazing. Yeah. Like, well, I think I'm, we need to add, though, that she, it's, if people want to, don't want to look it up, she's, it's not actually a religious thing. No. It's, uh, she, she's born, she was born Hindu, but then it's, she believes that everybody is the same. It's a faith thing. So there's thing. one sort of spiritual God, there's some, or something higher, but it's a faith thing. So it's a faith you can't, thing. You know what? You can't... I'm, I've never, I do have I, some issues. Like, I do have issues with the fact that the belief system is that if you are a child dying of cancer, it's because you deserved it, because yeah, you've done something, thing. it's yeah, karma. Yeah. Like, no, that's never going to be okay. Yeah. Or you get raped, yeah. and therefore that's karma. That's not yeah. okay. So I mean, no, not at all, no. So I don't have that kind of association, and I could never yeah. agree with that. But the kindness but that's sort of, fair yeah. enough, that's belief systems. But... I cannot find a chink in that woman's arm. She is somebody who has lived and practiced what she preaches far more than I'll ever do. Mm. She's had more impact than anybody could ever genuinely have most of the time in this world. And she's somebody who's done it 
without any real oh, no. gain as far as it goes for herself. Like, so she lives at the ashram and she sleeps in a small room like everybody else does. There's nothing. Yeah. And she has a lovely philosophy. Like when she created that, she has things like pizza and ice cream on tap there. Yeah. And people are like, well, should you really do that? Because that's not necessarily very faithful. And she's like, if I don't do it, people won't come here. Yeah. She said, I don't want people to leave here. I want people, people to stay here. If they want pizza, give them the pizza. Yeah. And I just think she's got a gorgeous thing. And anyway... In spite of those misgivings and in spite of the fact that, of course, I'll never agree with things like karma, of course I won't. But we got invited to go and see her in November and we're looking forward to it. Yeah. And we've got invited to the ashram next year yeah. and I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. I actually am ready to meet this woman and I think that she's going to be really special. And I'm not somebody who gets at all well, taken no, by people, people, people. But I just think, know, wow, people. I want to be in the presence of somebody who is attended the tsunami, yeah. who has healed people just through all the work they've put into the medical yeah. field, who builds universities and hospitals and trains medic, medics. She has like, she, she even charges three well, times as much at her universities and it's all rich people's yeah. kids who go there and it goes straight to the upkeep and then the poor. I heard a lot of them saying that her faith is love. You know, yeah. so you can't really, you know, we're sounding sort of like, you've got to experience the kindness we experience. But yeah, I think... You know, people call her a living saint. They were. They, she is. She is like so, creating a group of people who are lovely. They're all amazing. I do wonder yeah. whether it's because they think that she can hit them all the time. Yeah. And so well, every thought what? that they have got to positive. It's better. It's better, isn't it, than having bunches of people who are bigots, racists, and bloody murderers. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I know I shouldn't put murderers in with racists and bigots because it's you know but it's it, it, oh, yeah well you know, throw him in there mate throw him in there you know paedophile yeah burn him <laughs> yeah. you know that it's having a group of people that are not causing any harm oh my god they're lovely yeah but but I can't let this go what I can't I can't right I've been dead positive yeah yeah oh my god the talent show yeah the talent show that was, was where kindness turned into delusions yeah. they are so nice that watching what can only be described as one of the most challenging three hours of my life because much of the time I wanted to burst into extreme laughter <laughs> and go come on come on guys yeah. there's no way they should be allowed on that stage of course I'm a mother I have been through this. I'm very good at this. I've got a poker face. I've been to children's talent contests. You know, when we were sat there uh, getting through it, you know, as you do, um, looking at each other, squeezing each other's hands because some of the, the things, yeah, the fair play, they tried. They were kids. They were only kids. Well, some of them are a bit older. But um, like there was a young girl 30. who came on from Italy at the end who we've got to admit was absolutely bloody fantastic. She was incredible. She saved it for me, because at the end I was just thinking, oh, I oh, said, yeah, it was worth being there you know, and enjoying artist. it. Yeah, yeah it was worth enjoying it for that. Just, she only sang one song, and then came on and did half, like another sort of short one. Oh my God, how and nice were Italian kids. Boys. The Italian kids. They were oh, just wow, the most yeah. loving children. Young people, they're not kids, they're 18 to 30. Yeah. But they absolutely just were so reinforcing, weren't they? She yeah. couldn't believe it. And yeah, she but, was incredible. Yeah, she was. I mean, I was... I'm, all, I'm almost like, like she, with a voice like that, you think, surely she must be on the X Factor. She'd have gone up and said, we'll manage her. Yeah, you know, we'll manage you and go on the X Factor and get you on there, you know, because she was, she had a voice, she did have a good voice. I She's mean, absolutely was, amazing. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they've recorded it. I should have recorded that, actually, we could have shown you. It was but, insane, uh, though, that, that, ta that talent show was just like, for me, I've been there as a mum, you know, where you're yeah. watching your kid, like, up on stage, like, dying on the stage. <laughs> it was a bit like that, but for three hours. Yeah. But anyway, aside from that, 
it was absolutely amazing. It was. it was a brilliant experience. And I kind of feel like, you know, when you have those moments in your life where you just get to do something that you would never have done and never even thought about, mm. and then you're doing it. And like, even though I have absolutely no desire to convert to any faith or anything like that, I really think I'll gain something from meeting this woman. I think I'm yeah, really... You know, a few people I've spoken to since we've got back... You know, they know who she yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, especially one guy who does a lot of yoga and stuff. Because they really do yoga. They do a yeah. lot of yoga there, you see. Um, hence, I think that's why Russell... I mean, Russell wrote a good blog on it as well, yeah. if you can find it on He Russell was like, Brand's why blog. am I not being canonised? Yeah, you know... So like, true. You, know, you can see why Russell sort of... I mean, he's met oh, her a Russell few times met a few times. But his, also, blog, his blog sort of He says about, what we thought, yeah. like, you know, but there is no chink in the armour. Yeah, she is people, an amazing woman. Uh, She's an amazing human. I mean, someone said to me that there are no someone who's met her and her hugged her and they weren't spiritual or religious or anything and they were very sceptical and didn't really, you know, you know, give time for any of that sort of vibe and then they said they hugged her and the, and, and the whole situation, they met her in India and they came back from it and they said it was, they changed them. It changed them for the better. So I, I want to meet a living saint, you know, I'll give her a big cuddle, we'll mind a little cuddle, you know what I mean? <laughs> i give her a little tickle on the chin, you know. All right, Emma. You know. So, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It'll be an eye opener and something which is, oh, you only get one chance. Thing in is, life as to well, if you just change the A for an E, it's Emma. It's Emma. <laughs> so, what's this space? Yeah. If she starts hugging people. <laughs> Jamie used to say all I ever wanted was to walk into a cult and then go, I'm your leader. You could do that. <laughs> but Maybe yeah. that's what she was doing. So, that's our thing. So, if you've listened to this video or listened to this podcast today and you want to find out, something about who we're talking about. If you look up Amma, the hugging yeah. saint, you'll I'll be able to read find, about her. I'll add a couple of links, you know. She's awesome. No matter what, no matter how the fact that I fail at being good in that way and that I'm just nowhere capable of being that kind all the time, it definitely rubs off on you a little. And it also kind of, after a really crappy few weeks, yeah. just dealing with all the crap around the other stuff, the more corporate stuff, the more toxic stuff, it just tunes you back into that sense of what really matters. Because I'm always halfway ready to go and leave and live on a commune again. Yeah. I'm always in that space. Like I have a completely different thought process about the way I live now versus the way I really want to live. And like, you know, I want to be off grid and I want to be growing food and bringing up animals. And that part of me just gets reinforced when I'm places like that because you just sit there and you think, you know what, there are all these amazing humans in the world and all we really want is to just be nice to each other yeah. and when you kind of get plugged into that, it's just dead reinforcing, I, isn't it? I mean, that was... I came away from it just thinking, nice people, you know, nice people that aren't just trying to be nice. They might no, have their issues, they'll get angry sometimes, they're normal people, you know, but they were just kind. Yeah. They, were, they, were, they were genuinely, in their hearts... They felt nourished with life. Every single one of them, right? I'll tell you one of the things that was absolutely uniform. It was the way they smiled. Yeah. Every single one of them, when they talked to you, smiled when they talked. And it was really something that I took note of. I would look at them when they were talking and they'd be talking and they'd be talking and giving with their eyes. Yeah. And they're constantly trying to tell you about their beliefs, but not in a aggressive, this is what it should be. Yeah. It's very much like that, you know, the story of the sun and the wind trying to get the jacket off that guy and the wind blows hard and kind of puts him off and makes him grab hold yeah. tighter and the sun warms him and so he chooses to take it off. They kind of have that kind of sunny yeah. disposition that make you go, oh, you know what? Okay, 
maybe I could be a little bit convinced by this. And like when we got asked to go to India, I was just like, I just feel like it'll be a transformative yeah. experience. Well, it was whatever. the way he asked us. It was, we were sat eating, he came, we all sat together. Yeah. And over the table, he just said, I would just like to take this opportunity for you to A, come and meet Amma. In uh, November. In November in London. Uh, the invite is there. I'll personally take you to her. And then, and then he said, and also an invite to come over to the ashram in India to, to meet and experience us there. You know, and it was just the way he said it. It was like... It wasn't a fickle, no. oh, you can come kind of thing. It was an absolute stoic invite, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like he'd been, he'd already thought about inviting us after he'd met us and thought, I need to invite these people, you know. it was. Well, he has to carry it through because otherwise he'll be thrown out because yeah. he won't have kept it and well, I'm has, very upset with him. I said, shall I get your contact? He said, I have your contact details and I will be in touch, Emma. Aww. So, yeah, so watch this space. We're going to, um, we'll probably do like, a, we'll, we'll do some sort of vlog, podcasty thing, you know, through up in November at the time, yeah. and then when we got to India, I don't think Amma's the kind of person who'd like to be in a selfie, but nevertheless, we'll definitely document it when we do it. I might not come back. I actually strongly, <laughs> po- strongly imagine that there might be a moment where I'm like, guys, I'm staying. Yeah. I'm going to just carry on working here. I'm going to sell pizza and the ice cream. Um, I'm going to volunteer, and I'm not coming home. Uh, good luck. Well, that's where we might end up when we're old. That could be our commune. Yeah, and she's older than me. And they'd only have to change one letter. Yeah. And I can be there. And I can hug people. Yeah. I can hug, not for 15 hours. It'll yeah. be reduced hours. But yeah. I can hug people. I would I definitely that's what need doing. to. I thought like, definitely Emma, need to sleep. just one letter and we can, Yeah, know. yeah. I'm a Emma, I'm a Emma, I'm a Emma. Yeah. Yeah, cool. That's probably going to happen then. Because she has the men in that, but she needs a woman, doesn't she? To... She needs a woman. We all need a woman occasionally. Emma, if you're listening, love, we've got your protege here. Yeah. Actually, to be fair, we met her protege, but never mind. Yeah, we can well, always yeah. remove him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us. It's been great making sense of it and also hopefully advising you to suddenly transform your lives. Yeah, and be kind. Go and see the Hugging Saint. Yeah. Get back not, to us if you have been with the Hugging Saint because yes, it'd be nice please. to get some feedback. We're feeling very pro Amma. Yeah, I think we are. And uh, we'll leave it with that. Absolutely. Next time you see us, I might have a tan because I'll be back from holiday. Absolutely fantastic, Lutely. I'm actually going to be honest, I don't really tan very well. I tend to go in orange colour, so the likelihood is that I won't look yeah. tan I, at all. I just look like I've had a really bad sulphur bronze. I go puce. He does go puce. Yeah. Take care, be happy, be kind. Chocks away.